You're listening to Rust Belt Running. Running is what makes me realize that, like, I'm a human being who is worth something. That is not a good measurement of my value as a human. We get between eight and 10,000 additional comments, and I read every one of them. So you had to run Sand Run for your first. You become race director and take it out. <laughs> uh, it's, you know, it's got to be old guy naked in the locker room. I, I get to spend time with my friend Adam. I get to do something with my friend. Right now, I'm not thinking much beyond what I'm going to be drinking next week at this time. Coleslaw on a taco is not taco, it's barbecue. And so we'll be discussing tonight with some occasional swear words from Andrew because he's upset. And that's okay. I know him as the biggest Kid Rock fan around. You rap that. <laughs> oh, dear God. You're listening to Rust Belt Running. I am Adam Wheeler, who you can find on social media at WheelsUpNCLE. Joined, as I always am, by Andrew Hedinger, who you can find on social media at Andrew Runs a Lot. Andrew, how are you doing? Um, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm doing great. I want to share one quick story from our podcast last week. Um, I can't like mention, I can't go into too many details, uh, but I feel very free this week, uh, cause we got in some trouble last week with, uh, with the Akron marathon and, uh, apparently it's not a good idea if you have a podcast to make a joke about one of their sponsors and cuss and said joke would have, who would have and, and then post that joke standalone on your Instagram and tag everybody and their mother in it. Things out of context are always bad. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but we did the right thing and we, God, it took me like two and a half hours to edit that episode the other day. I had to take out all the dams and I had to take out, I'm the potty mouth on this <laughs> podcast. And uh, we had me. Adam, had, Adam, I mean, right off the bat, too. I mean, we weren't more than three or four minutes into this conversation with uh, with Varel and Nicole. And he uh, he drops a holy shit. And it was just all went off the rails from there. And then our introduction was just filthy. Yeah. I cleaned it up well, though, so. Kudos was, to you. That was not easy. No, it was not. So, I also think I trimmed about six minutes off the episode. How are you oh. doing? Uh, you, uh, I want to, <laughs> uh, how do you feel about the governor of Ohio? I'm going to give you a list of three things, and I want you to tell me what they have in common, okay? Okay. Peeps marshmallow candies. A fluffy pillow. A Nerf football. What do those three things have in common, Andrew? Uh, They're soft. Yeah. But not as soft as. (laughs) I have to say it. Do it. You're madder than I am. I don't. I, I don't know. Probably, honestly, like, well, first of all, those are all things that are harder <laughs> than Governor Mike DeWine. Jesus Christ, Mike. Um, 
I'm actually not that mad because he didn't do anything or say anything that I wasn't expecting, which is nothing. He's done nothing since we reopened in May. He lost his spine when Amy Acton left. So nothing today surprised me. Um, spoiler alert for Ohioans on where this is going. Things are still going to be unsafe in the fall um, because the people that we need to be doing the right thing, wearing masks, distancing, not doing crazy shit, they weren't watching the press conference today. They think Mike DeWine is a tyrant for simply asking people to wear masks to not spread, you know, COVID during a pandemic. So um, his, his stern... I'm grandpa and you must do the right thing. A little talking to, he gave us, it's not going to do anything. It wasn't even stern. It was, it was the conversation. It It was the one where it's like, you know, you you had a bad year. You had a bad baseball game. The one that grandpa came to and he takes you out for ice cream and just tells you, you know, if you just keep getting in that batting cage, you're going to hit the ball better. You just got to keep practicing. Like he was like the encouraging grandfather. He wasn't even like, I wanted him to be like my dad's dad, who was just a hard ass. And, uh, yeah, he wasn't that at all. I told you before we came on, I've been, you know, we've we've spoken highly of Governor DeWine. Yes. Uh, since this all began back in early March. And, uh, you know, y- your faith eroded in him much quicker than uh, than mine did. Because uh, I've been, yeah, you because know, I, I try to not, I don't want to just follow suit um, with everybody I agree with just because. And I really did feel like he did such a good job that he was worthy of our trust. And I know that you and I had texted things before about, you know, the party he's affiliated with and how he was, you know, that was starting to show through and stuff. But ultimately, I still had faith that he was doing the right thing because he had done so well and he was so far ahead of everybody else and then yeah like you said uh, dr amy acton was is she, she's his spine and to not have um her by his side uh, it's just not i i would not think just removing her from the screen because she's still i mean i don't know how closely she still works with him right um uh, we don't know. We have no idea. I know he said she does, but maybe not with this. I just don't know. It sucks that she's not there. Um, but yeah, my faith, my faith had been eroding, and then yeah, tonight was kind of that. Um, it's kind of that final kick in the dick. Um, Makes its return. That was maybe a reference to last week. Very few people know about it. Andrea Sanchez knows about it. It was up all of like 15 minutes. It was down fast. Yeah, I got a number, a call from a number I didn't know. I see my watch and I'm like, he's just calling me at like 7.45 on a weeknight. And so I just ignored it. (laughs) And then immediately... It goes again, and I was like, what the fuck? Ignore. Next call. Next uh, vibration on my watch is, hey, it's Varel. Call me. <laughs> Crap. And so, I was like, and I was in the middle of an intense game of Uno uh, with, with uh, my wife and kid, and so I was like, ah, give me 20. He was like, that's fine, but that needs to come down now. I was like, oh, shit. All right. You know, 
just just I guess to to piggyback on what you were saying, what I find frustrating is that you know we talked on the podcast a couple of weeks ago about how you know I was just really in the middle of like just kind of a shitty month, just a, a month where a lot of things that I would have been doing weren't happening, were being taken from me, and um, you know I'm very much aware that that's going to continue. Uh, my brother is supposed to be coming up in August, and he doesn't feel, like, overly great sometimes about doing it. And, um, you know, I've told him, like, hey, man, like, we're not doing anything dangerous up here. Like, I'm not really going out outside of work, and he's not doing that down there. And it's not like when he comes up here, we're going to be, like, hitting the town and hanging out with people. Um, but, you know, it's one of, this is one of those times where, like, everybody kind of has to navigate how they feel. And, um, you know, if he doesn't feel comfortable, he doesn't feel comfortable. Like, I respect that. But, you know, the specter of just, you know, maybe not seeing my siblings for the rest of the year is very much in play. Like, I don't know if my brother-in-law is going to be cleared by the Army to be able to travel up during the holidays when he would normally be doing, when he would normally be doing that. Um, you know, my brother, I don't, I don't know if he's going to come up, and I don't know that I want to go down to South Carolina. Um, you know, we're in the middle of this thing. It's not going away. That, that's really the thing, is that it's not going away. Um, there's no magical thinking that gets us to February 2020 normal, probably before sometime next spring. I mean, that's just reality. If you look at the timeline with vaccines and things like that, like we blew our chance when we when the country opened up off the lockdown and we all went hog wild. And um, what's frustrating about it is that I don't really feel like leadership is at various levels, local, state, federal. I don't feel like leadership is really being upfront about that. There's no message on the fact that this is going to be a thing that's going to be around. Like life is going to be different for a while. It's not some little three or four month thing. And it's just so frustrating because tonight, like he tiptoed around it a little bit and was like, you know, I know we want things to go back to normal and that day will be coming. And, um, you know, you don't need to scare anybody, but you need to be clear about where things are at and where things are going. And I just, I feel like everybody is avoiding being truthful about it. And if you're no. willing, and it's, I, I feel like if you're willing to go out and, and read and find some people that have contacts within the healthcare industry, um, Andy Slavitt is, I think, a really worthwhile follow on Twitter. Um, he was the head of the, of Medicare, Medicaid, and the Affordable Care Act under the last administration. Um, He's got a lot of contacts and he tweets out threads every night. And, you know, you got to keep in mind that he's just simply sharing the opinions and things he's hearing from other people. So it's not like he's the expert on this, but he's been pretty clear eyed. Um, I just feel like people aren't I, I feel like there isn't a clear message. About well, I, I do have to say, I do think one thing that. And then we, we need to start talking about running because we've been doing this for 10 minutes. But um, I do think one thing that Governor DeWine has been very good at, I do think he has been very clear about where we're headed. Again, I think you and I talked about this before we started recording is he's too nice because um, he did say today in, in you know, he was bringing up Florida and Arizona and California um, and Texas. These states that have just been getting just pummeled by this. And he said, that's our future. You know, I, I don't think uh, that's one of those things. I think his message has been right all along. It's just now, but now his action isn't that they, they started lined up with one another. 
right? And um, and then uh, then they kind of diverged, and that's kind of where we are now. I, and I guess like the only thing that I would say to that is you're right. He did say that. He did say that that's our future. But I think even that is a mixed message, though. Like, yes, I get that Florida and Texas have um, closed down bars and things like that. But Florida has also ordered schools, ordered schools. The Florida governor has ordered schools to open in August. And, you know, so it's like if you're saying that's our future, like, well, what's our okay. future? An well, increased caseload? Like, he's a moron. That, his, he is. His, his message is that it's not real. And that's not right. But that's, I guess that's where I, I guess that's where I say like, okay, I understand that saying Florida is our future is a message, but we're still talking about something going on that a number of people are saying, well, it hasn't happened to me yet. Right. So therefore, I mean, I just finally blocked a guy on Facebook who's been giving me shit for three months. Allegedly. Allegedly. Who in response to me pointing out that New Zealand has posted zero cases started arguing with me and sending me pictures out of context that had nothing to do with the arguments and telling me, here's some booby milk for you. I didn't know people talked like that. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> go back and look. No, seriously, go back and look at the, because you commented on it. Go back and uh, look. I, know, I just knew who it was, so I just, I just put that gif in there. because I. Didn't... Oh, no, go back and read what he said to me. Uh, the reason I gave him the boot was because he told an old college friend of mine who was completely cordial with what she said to him. He told, he posted a picture of some Texas numbers without any explanation of why and told her to suck it. And at that point I booted him. You don't talk to strangers like that just because it's social media. She was perfectly respectful, but that's my problem is that people like him because he hasn't seen it and hasn't experienced it. His whole idea is, well, this just isn't real. It's fine. We just need to get over it. And so DeWine going, well, you know, Florida's our future. People like him go, well, what about it? People are going to the beach. Why do I care? What is he, like, his pictures, what is he even, what point is he trying to make? Exactly. Texas has, so Texas has cases, and they're, uh, ah! DeWine, you've got to grow a fucking spine, man. You've got to tell people exactly what's going to be taken away. Stop tiptoeing around this whole, like, we need to be nicer to each other and wear a mask. Fucking mandate it. You wanted to be governor. Use the powers of the office we entrusted you with. I didn't entrust you with it. I didn't vote for you. But you are my governor, so you have the power. Fucking use it. You're right. I'm a little mad. Yeah. <laughs> If anybody wanted to take me up on the bet that I uh, had posted on our Instagram poll, you owe me $10. <laughs> so uh, let's move on to um, – let's, let's move away from the coronavirus that has taken yes. away all of our races for all of 2021. So last week we had on the Akron Running Project, and um, a few moments ago I may have burped directly into the microphone, and I totally apologize about that. Uh, but uh, uh, we we thought what was like really cool about about having them on was you know just that they're working with newer runners and experienced runners to really become you know more well-rounded runners. You know they they really go into depth with things like diet and strength training, flexibility, uh, 
Yeah, along with running and run and training the right yeah. way too. And uh, you know, it's it just kind of got you and I thinking. You and I talked about it because a friend had messaged me and gave me his uh, his physical therapist's information. Was like, hey, you should have him on. That kind of like kind of got me going. I was like, okay, if we want to talk about running, let's kind of let's kind of restart a little bit. Um, yeah, you know, and. I, I'm going to go on for a second here because I, I did so please go ahead. <laughs> so I, I kind of realized like what happened when, you know, when glass city was taken away from me, when races this fall um, were canceled, um, my, my house got torn down. And when, when I say that, I mean like throughout these last se- six, seven years, however long I've been doing this running, I, I was kind of, it was like I was building a house. And, uh, and my house was, you know, it was in pretty good condition. It was pretty stable, um, but it wasn't perfect. And it wasn't um, maybe up to code in every way. I, I may, I'm, this is a metaphor. This is not my actual house that I'm talking about <laughs> right now. Um, so, but what happened when all these races were canceled is that house got torn down. And it got torn down to the foundation. And now it's my chance to go, okay, so I know that my previous house, you know, what I, I know where the deficiencies were in it. And I'm down here at the foundation with a chance to just start over. And that's, that's I think, an approach that a lot of people should take because – like you and I are fortunate to be naturally faster runners, but mm-hmm. you and I have also taken some different paths. I've run more fulls than you have, and I've gone through more full training cycles than you have, but right. you're also faster than me. You've kind of almost taken this approach organically throughout your running time, but I've just trained nonstop or I was dizzy for six months. Like that's been the last seven years of my life. Right. So I don't know. It's, it's just kind of a good, it's a good situation to be in where it's like, okay, I can really, you know, instead of just, I got into running by training for a marathon because I just wanted to do it once. I ne- I, I didn't start training for a marathon after being able to run fast five K's and 10 K's and eight miles and 10 miles and half marathons. I ran two fulls before I ever, I raced two full marathons before I ever raced a half. So, I started off with this fucking weird house that I was building mm-hmm. and it's my chance to build it properly this time. And so I think that's, you know, where that's kind of what we want to focus on is um, I think just building the proper running house. And I think you, I think that that gives us a, it gives us a way to kind of move forward and begin to talk more about running because like you said, this isn't going away. So just as we in our personal lives need to learn to adapt to, you know, the life that we have now. And because uh, it's here for a while, uh, you know, we, we need to do the same with this podcast and maybe not dwell as much on things like coronavirus and uh, racial issues, which we still will voice our opinions. We'll still talk yeah. about it, but it doesn't need to be full episodes. Right. 
So. No, and that's I think that's really that's very perfectly said. Um, and, and it's you know you mentioned how you and I have come to this point through very different roads, but I I've had the same idea within the last probably five or six months, you know, which was that you know I we talked about it before that I was training to train. And that was going really well, but I could also see some areas where it was like, eh, you're kind of pushing through this and just kind of hoping it won't be there. I mean, I, I've had some, I've had some like back discomfort going back to the end of my Columbus training in 2018. So almost two years ago that when you're in the heart of race training, you just kind of go, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it is what it is. I'll deal with it. It's fine. But, you know, now that we're here, you know, like I, I, have said before, I stopped running when Akron announced their cancellation because I, I just knew where fall was going. And it's it, intuitively, I knew that races weren't going to happen anyway. But for whatever reason, like that announcement kind of sucked all the life out of me. And I haven't run since. And so I've been kind of thinking about like, okay, like what am I going to train for? What am I going to do? What's going to come here? And the more I've thought about it, the more it's been like, you know, I really have felt like I've been on this kind of unstable foundation for the last few years. Like, Nothing that's so awful that I can't run through it, but I know that it's costing me performance and it's, it's creating pain where I wouldn't want pain. And it is this really good opportunity now to say, you know, there's no pressure. There's really no pressure to do anything. I don't have to go run right now if I don't want to. So in the meantime, like take the time that I would be running and, and start to, you know, like you said, get the, get the house up to code. You know, fix some imbalances that have been there that I haven't properly dealt with. Create some habits. You know, I told Varel last week, like, I've learned along the way about the importance of mobility and strength. And the problem is, is in learning about them as I've gone, I've treated them as kind of like add-ons that I try to do consistently. But, I mean, I'll be honest, I don't, I don't do them as consistently as I should be. And so now is that time where it's like, hey, just, just go for it. Like, this is the time this is the time where we can go ahead and just start to build that house from scratch. Like I I'm treating almost like a remodel, like rip it down yeah. and just start building from there. Did you, did my analogy work out as good as I said it did in the car? It did. That's what you were thinking. Yeah, no, yeah, it worked out yeah. really well. It worked out really well. And it's actually funny because I made the analogy in my newsletter that like I I'm treating it like a like a remodel, like I'm literally tearing it down to stud. I think those are the words that I use. So it's you and I were thinking exactly along the same lines and you voiced it wonderfully. Yeah. And I mean, we've hinted at it before. I mean, I know I had talked about how I was going to uh, break 19 minutes of the 5K on Father's Day. I, I didn't come close. <laughs> Um, but I, some of that, you know, was, uh, well, a lot of it was the fact that it was like 88 degrees and I was doing it. At, my dumb ass decided to start that at like nine 30, like the most human part of the day. That was you know, a stupid decision. Summer's so hard. And I, I had kind of a similar idea that once, once I knew that marathon training wasn't going to happen and I decided I didn't want to subject my body to it, my mind kind of went along where you were, which was to run something shorter. And one of my goals has always been to break 40 minutes in the 10K. And I really don't ever train and peak for a 10K. 10Ks are just kind of those races that I, they're tagged onto something. Like the one that I normally do is on the 4th of July. I do it down in Medina. And the way Medina does their races, they do a 5K and a 10K. 
they run the 5K first at 7.45, so the 10K doesn't start until 9 o'clock on the 4th of July. So by that point, if it's going to be a hot day and the sun is up without any cloud cover, like it's already pretty damn hot. It'll yeah. be in the 80s. And so my 10Ks are all, you know, like 41, 42, which, I mean, are good times, but they're not races that I peak for, and they're always being run in god-awful hot weather. Right. So my mind had gone to like, oh, maybe I'll maybe I'll train and do something like a 10K. And I was like, eh, maybe I'll do it for like Thanksgiving and run like a 10K time trial. Because just knowing from my experience, trying to do any sort of a time trial, like break a PR in the middle of summer, whether it's Father's Day or the 4th right. of July, it's just so it's, hard. Yeah, it's not going to work. And, you know, I do think typically I wouldn't take a run I do personally and count it towards the PR. Yeah. Uh, but I think in this instance, I would yes. the shorter distances, 5K, 8K, 10K. I don't think I would do half and full have to be like, especially with the like disparity and distance between GPS and course. Uh, those I, I wouldn't count. But I 5K, 8K, 10K, I mean, I'll totally go after those. And I, I don't think there's when we had when Varel was going through his uh, he was going through an experience he had with Nicole up at uh, Erie. And how she didn't, uh, she died. Um, he, he, as he casually dropped in that he's won like two races. <laughs> right. Oh yeah, Here, I uh, won that. Oh. Yeah, so he, uh, but yeah, she totally just fell off a cliff at like yeah. mile 22 and wasn't running fast enough. And he's like, yeah, well, she wasn't doing her tempo, you know, she wasn't running her tempo runs right. Like you got, she wanted to break three hours. She needed to run 652 miles. She needs to run more miles at 652 in her training. Now, some people will disagree with that statement, but by and large, it's probably correct. And, uh, but I forget where I was going with this. If I was in my car, it would be perfect. <laughs> um, but, you know, being able to run shorter distances faster and training for that is only going to set me up for success. Oh, for sure. Well, you know, because I there was no – dude, my foundation of my house was crumbling before I even started building. And, right. Uh, that's that's where I, I – yeah, this is – this is an opportunity. And I, I, I hate that word sometimes because I remember a job I previously had. Opportunity was always associated with something you suck ass at doing. And so it became kind of negative, um, right? But this is this is truly seeing like how this time in running can be very positive for us. And over the coming weeks, we're going to hit on um, you know just kind of how how we can do strength training. I, I think we maybe like to kind of re get back to maybe kind of recapping a little bit. Uh, we didn't talk about doing that. I'm just gonna hold your feet to the fire and make you do it accountability buddy uh but you know kind of recap where we are again kind of start to get back to that stuff how are we doing with our um with our house building yeah i think the other thing too is that the longer term nature of this gives us it gives us time, which can be frustrating because I think sometimes runners, the instinct is to like, 
try to do like, okay, I'm going to try to do one new thing like this cycle or this year. Like maybe I'll focus more on strength training and do it and then get like right back into it. And, you know, I don't know about you. I don't know. And you and I will be talking about this in future weeks, like all the different things we're looking to rebuild. But I know for me, it's not like one thing. I'm really kind of looking to overhaul almost everything. And the longer term nature of this means that we can go ahead and afford to be a little more systematic about how we attack these things and not try to tackle them all at once because that's going to lead to burnout and failure. And, you know, it becomes overwhelming when you start trying to either incorporate a bunch of new things at once or try to like overturn all these different things at once. So the longer term nature of this really gives us an opportunity to say, you know, I'm going to spend two months really working on you know, building a new mobi- uh, mobility habit. Like with me, mobility is a big thing. You're, you're more of a flexibility guy when it comes to, to kind of stretching. I'm more of a mobility guy, like, you know, mas- uh, self-massage, lacrosse balls, foam rollers. Um, oh, you do that weird thing the with guy- the soccer ball too. That one creeps me out. Oh, yeah. It worked though. Um, but like I, so I follow a guy uh, named Kelly Starrett who is a, he's a, uh, physical therapist, but he also owns, he doesn't, they're no longer associated with CrossFit, but he owns one of like the original CrossFit gyms out in California. And, uh, they've, they've since dissociated from them, you know, in a very wise move. Why? Yeah. Um, but so like he, he's the guy that I follow on stuff like that. And his, his mantra is essentially that we need to be able to essentially like kind of be our own mechanics like there's always going to be things that pop up that you eventually need to go see a chiropractor or a physical therapist or a doctor for but there there's a whole lot of just kind of self-work we can do kind of be our own mechanics to really take care of a lot of issues and he just wants people to adopt a a 10 minute a day practice doing mobility now that would seem to be a really easy thing to do and it is 10 minutes you can find anywhere and i'm horrible at it because I really want to do it at night. I really like the idea of doing it at night after work where I've been on my feet for seven, eight hours on a shift plus whatever running that I've done that day. I really feel like I would get the most benefit from it doing it at night. But without fail, what always ends up happening is, is I walk in my apartment door, I take off my shoes, I change, I sit down, and all those good intentions that I've had go out the door. And so, like, now is this perfect opportunity to just kind of say, you know what? No. Commit to 10, commit to 10, uh, 10 minutes a night. Every day after work, just do it. Just commit to it. You don't have these other things hanging over you. You're not going to be coming home as exhausted from being into, you know, the depths of marathon training. Simply commit to it for two months and see what happens. And I can do that. And then in two months, I can start doing something different, committing to you know, more strength training, whatever it is I decide to do, but I've got actual time now to do it. Cause it isn't like I have to worry about being fit and ready to run a marathon in October. It's not going to happen. The earliest, okay. maybe it's going to happen is going to be next May, next April, next May. And even that might not happen. So it's like, I've got, okay. uh, don't tell me that's not going to happen right now. <laughs> I'm not saying it's not going to, but the possibilities Let's there. Let's not go down that road yet. Even if it is, when would you start training for a spring, like an April well, or May race? Yeah, well, I was, gonna, I was going to say, like, you, this is the perfect time because, like, you, you legit have six, seven months of not training yeah. to yeah. work on stuff, to take time off, to, 
you know, balance your life to, um, to work on becoming a more well-rounded runner and taking that step back. And, uh, I mean, you have that at minimum. I mean, I understand. I, I plan at this moment in time, I plan on running Glass City in April next year. I would, I would, I don't want to go down that road. I said, you can't do it. I'm not going to do it. So at this no, moment in time, I, pl- I plan on training for Glass City in April. I do think it will be run next year. I don't believe it will be in April, but um, that's another. We'll talk about that one off air. Make a note because I don't want to go down that rabbit hole right now. Um, There's truly nothing even to talk about because that's just so far down the road. We don't know. Right. The Uh, possibility, I think, is something we have to consider. Yeah. But either way, I have six, seven months. So, like, for me, it's it's just going to start out by simply – like right now, what I need to do is I need to say I'm. This is my last week of not running. That. I haven't run in a couple of weeks. Uh, I I had that week where I worked like twenty three hours of overtime, and kind of since then I've been like, yeah, nah, fuck this. I just want to sit around, drink beer, and be in my pool. And there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, but uh, and that now I'm kind of getting the itch. I think especially since last week um, to kind of get back to running but i i need that i do need that structure that marathon training does provide yeah and so like really i think one of the great ways to kind of work on it and i guess we kind of are a little bit just talking about baby steps tonight uh is i I, i'm just gonna write out a small it's gonna be the same workouts the same days each week uh but or, I mean, maybe they'll be changed up slightly, but, you know, just focusing on adding some structure and, and, and carving out time on paper mm-hmm. for myself and my journey back to becoming a great runner and I can't be back to a great runner, um, but becoming a great runner and a well-rounded runner. And, but it's going to start it's going to start as simple as that. And I, uh, you know, again, that's a little bit of what last week kind of opened my eyes to with the Akron running project is that, you know, it's, it can be that simple to just become better. (laughs) And every, all our slates are clean right now. We have seven months. Am I right on that seven month thing? Or is it more like six? Yeah. I mean, we're into we're in the middle of July. Five, five to six. six. Five six. to six yeah, is going to take you to the end of the year. Six. I don't want summer to end. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like it, it's kind of weird. I feel like, and it's probably because some of the things that I would normally be doing aren't available to me right now. I don't really feel like it's as late in summer as I would normally feel like it is. Like, we're not looking at the second half of baseball season right now because baseball's not going on. Um, you know, we're not this looking. This has been the fastest but longest summer ever. Yeah. No, you're, you're right. Like, summer hit and we got through Fourth of July weekend. Like, to me, Memorial Day weekend does not feel like it was that long ago. No. It really feels like it was only a few weeks ago, and it's we're coming up on it being almost two months ago because it was a really early Memorial Day weekend this year. Yeah, like I was furloughed over Memorial Day weekend, yeah. 
sucked. And I mean, that seriously feels like I've been back to work for two weeks. That was my last month. See, that's now that's interesting that you bring up work because that was my last week before I started back to work. I had to get tested right before that, and I got the results. Uh, they came back negative, but work allegedly. was like, well, we filled, we filled, yeah, allegedly. Uh, work was like, well, we filled your shift, so why don't I you bet, just take I bet it was listed as positive because every test is positive. They, well, no, you know what they did is they actually implanted a chip into your sinus cavity with that test. Yeah, that's they're going to be able to find me even though I carry my cell phone with me all the time anyway and they could find me. The the government's trying to control you by making you wear masks even though they assign you a number from the minute you're born and that number follows <laughs> they you. They know everything about you. Oh my god. I want to hit on something that you mentioned. You were you used the word simplicity. And I think that's a really vital word here because something that I have been and often am guilty of when it comes to trying to incorporate new habits is I, I always want like the perfect plan, like find the perfect strength plan, find the perfect mobility plan. And I think for where we're at right now, one of the, one of the most meaningful things you could do is not worry about that at all and just simply commit to five to 10 minutes of whatever you want to do. So if your thing is like, I want to work on strength and you don't know what you need to do, uh, you can never go wrong by just like working out your core and working out your glutes. Do planks and do some air squats. Boom, 10 minutes done. And you know what? You can figure it out as you go, but you'll just start to develop that habit. And then you can build from there. Like for me, mobility, I, I do want to get more of like a structured program in place. But for now, if I just get out my foam roller and roll like my quads and my hamstrings and um, my adductors, like boom, that'll take me 10 minutes. That's work that I need to do. That's 10 minutes I've applied to it. I can figure out more stuff later. Well, but, in the amount of information you can get on the internet right now is remarkable because, yes. I mean, so many, um, you know, physical therapists and stuff, they're, it's crazy. Like, this is how good these types of people are. Their businesses are hurting and they're yeah. giving out more free information than they were previously. Yeah. Like, uh, people are giving out so much information. I mean, if you're in the Northeast Ohio area, sign up for the Akron Running Project. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, people are just doing this stuff for free. And uh, it's – there's so much out there to be able to get. I mean, I and I need to go get it. I need to figure out really where I want to be. I kind of need to self-reflect a little bit. Um, but maybe it's a conversation I'll have myself with myself in the car. But I, you know, need to – yeah, you. I don't know what I was going to say, but I'm just going to finish it with that. Me being confused. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm playing with one of my son's slinkies at the moment, too, and I think I broke it. So I've been trying to fix it. It's not going to work. I'm a fidgety person, so I'm always, like, doing something. Uh, yeah, I'm the, I'm the same way. I'm always moving, always fidgeting. Constant energy. I can flip a pin around my thumb. Oh, maybe I'll have to like post on Instagram story or something. But uh, that that's one of my great. Uh, it's like better than any fidget spinner ever. And I when I would wait tables, 
and I would be standing there waiting for somebody to give me their order, mm-hmm. I wouldn't even realize I was doing it. And I'd just be standing there. And sometimes people just wouldn't even, like, they would just be staring at my hand because I'm just flipping this pen around my thumb. <laughs> and it, but <laughs> it took me, I think, all of freshman year in high school to get it down. One of my friends did it, and he had to, he taught me, and I just had to keep practicing. I got kicked out of so many classes because I keep dropping pens and pencils and stuff all over the place. That's not relevant to our topic today. I can sympathize with it, though. Golly, this allergy season has been awful. This has been an awful year to have allergies with a virus yes. that you know attacks the upper respiratory system. Uh, uh, okay, one thing I'm confused about is yeah. so we've had a lot of uh, air quality warnings lately, yeah. and they're encouraging you to carpool and vanpool. That seems counterintuitive to social distancing. Yes. Yes. You would. Uh, you would think. All right. I'm gonna. I'm gonna add this to the Instagram story, and I want you to tell me if you think this is cool or not. Okay. Kind of messed that one up. All right. And I'm going to make it a poll. Oh, I, like yeah. I, I, I messed it up because I hit my beer can. It was Uh-oh. an empty one and it didn't knock over. It's okay. That's good. Is this cool? Yes, no. All right. So, yeah, you need to go to our Instagram story. Tell me if you think the pen thing is cool. And then I forget what we were talking about with running. So uh, one thing that you, you wanted to make sure we hit on tonight, because we had, you know, we've kind of done this on the fly, because it's a little bit, um, we didn't really know what direction we were going with this podcast. Um, we had some idea. It was just kind of like we'll see where it goes. But I was just saying in general. Yeah. <laughs> like we just didn't know. We haven't known what to talk about. But uh, you wanted to kind of talk about like balancing family tonight because we're going to go over all these topics yeah Um, you know i mean what are the ones we've been talking about strength training diet uh flexibility mobility (sighs) running time trials i mean all this different shit that we can do um but you know now kind of balancing life yeah pen on my thumb i think it's cool Sweet. We'll see what the audience thinks. Do you think it's cool that I would do that at a restaurant while waiting tables without even thinking about it? Yes. And whoever didn't think it was, like, screw them. Like, I think yeah. it's cool. Uh, they all thought it was cool. They would always make comments. I don't think I... I think I very seldom dropped one in front of a customer to you. So it's, it's not just cool, it's talent. Yeah. Do you want me to teach you how to do it? Yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> well, uh, oh, shoot, I don't have a camera hooked up to my computer. That's okay. You can, you can just... We'll tear down the foundation of your pin skills. Yes. And, uh... Oh, damn it. <laughs> I just dropped it. Wah, wah. Um, right. No, um, yeah, so... I, I think... It, so, all right. 
you and I have both said we're race centric runners, and I'm really, I really have been struggling with not having a race just because I haven't had the motivation, and I, I felt weird and a little guilty about that for a little bit. But what I've noticed is that, you know, this is a year where just a lot of things aren't open to us. You know, I, I we can't be doing, you know, the social things we want to be doing. Like I don't, I don't go out that often. I see some friends every now and then, but I really don't do it as much as I would be. And I'm really trying to cut down on it just because I, I go and I see my parents, they're a little bit older. I I don't want to risk spreading anything to them. So I'm really cutting down on a lot of stuff. And one of like my, my goals, you know, with where I'm at in life right now has been to really tackle my student loan debt. And I, I was, I was saving up to, to put some big payments on it before the pandemic hit. And then I, I, I didn't do that because I wasn't sure how the unemployment system was going to work. I wasn't sure how to navigate it, but all that got sorted out and unemployment got sorted out and the extra money got put in by the federal government. And it meant that I didn't have to dip into that money that I was saving. And I've been able to, you know, do some extra working because I don't have things to do now that I would have been doing, like going to Indians games. And I've been really, I've been able to tackle some of my student loan debt and really kind of work on that goal. And so some of the extra time that I'd be that I would be devoting to other things like my running, um, I'm able to tackle that now. And, you know, I'm spending more quality time when I can with my parents because I don't have training to worry about. Um, you know, we can't do much, but like we've been hiking in the Cauga Valley doing some things like that. I'm, you know, I'm spending more time doing some of the other things that I would want to commit my time to absence, the stress and strain of marathon training and I think it's important for people to realize, like, you know, if, if you still want to go out and do a lot of running, by all means, do it. Like, I'm seeing so many creative ways that people are, are running and keeping themselves motivated. Um, you know, I've mentioned on here before that the, the local running shop that I've gone to for, all, you know, all this time getting shoes, they've been posting, like, weekly challenges where they'll say, like, hey, here's this segment or here's this loop that you can run and you, like, run it and post it on Strava and we'll keep an eye on you know, who's part of our group and who's, who's placing well and, and Portage Lakes running club seems to be doing something similar. And I think that's just such a cool idea that you're essentially almost like racing people, but doing it kind of as individual time trials. And if that's your thing, by all means, keep doing it. But if you're in the boat that maybe I'm in where you just don't feel it right now, you know, take that time and devote it to something else. Don't feel bad about it because we're eventually going to get back to normalcy and, race training is going to become a, a bigger, more important part of your life again. And so like, this is one of those times to, you know, devote time elsewhere. I know you've talked about how, when you're in the middle of marathon training, when you really get into those deeper months where you're doing a ton of mileage, you've talked about how, you know, uh, Brittany will have to take up some of the slack for some of the things that you don't have the time to do. And like, like that's family time that you have to sacrifice. So this is a good time to spend on other things to go ahead and enjoy that balance in your life and kind of let running subside a little bit if you want to and pay attention to other things. Enjoy that time right now. You know, going back to what you were saying before, Andrew, like this is an opportunity if you want to think of it this way. And it's an opportunity to rebuild a foundation if you want to engage with running in a different way if you want, or to put it on the back burner. And I think you can kind of do all of that 
Yes. Like, I think it's the beauty of this foundation that we're rebuilding this foundation, uh, you know, restarting building this house. Is, tell you what, it's a hell of a lot different to go out and run a 5K when you get home from work than it is to go out for, like, a 10-mile run with, like, eight at tempo pace. <laughs> There's a huge difference. Oh, yeah. Between just going out for 20, 20 to 35 minutes on a 5k and coming back and that's it. (laughs) Like I, that's, there's nothing wrong with just getting back to that so that you can focus on things like family and like, dude, I can't tell you how fun it is to come home from work and just get in the pool with my kid for an hour today and (laughs) wrestle. We wrestle in the pool. It's ridiculous. But, like, we have so much fun and, like, getting to do stuff like that with him. And, you know, I, the work, you know, I, I, I can only speak for myself because I don't know what everybody else is doing. But, you know, all the work I got done in my backyard, not a chance in hell that yeah. didn't happen. And uh, we're very close to harvesting some vegetables. I know. The gardens are really coming in well this year. Dude, man, we got that rain, what, like last Thursday? And then Friday was like cool, cooler sun. Oh, my gosh. It, like, everything sprouted up on Saturday. I mean, we, we have two tomato plants just completely busted out of their cages now. Um, yeah. And, like, a week ago, they were, like, a foot, foot and a half below it. And, I mean, they mm-hmm. just sprouted up like crazy. We don't have a ton of uh, – we have a lot of flowers. But we don't have any, like, actual, like, tomato buds or many okay. buds. Yeah, I'm in the yeah. same boat right now. So um, I'm hoping in the next couple – I mean, the next couple of weeks, we're going to have baskets full of vegetables that we're going to be giving away and stuff. So maybe – oh, dude, wouldn't that be fun? Would would that be fun, guys? A Rust Belt running vegetable giveaway? <laughs> Just come to Andrew's front porch and take things off if you want them. Uh, oh my god. <sighs> yeah. I do love this time of year, though, where, like, you're really starting to get close to vegetables coming in. We planted, I told you that we had planted a cantaloupe and, um, the plant that we had gotten, I, I think I got it at Mark's or something. So, you know, you're not getting like, cause I don't do seeds. I know you do a lot of seeds. We, we do starters and, uh, cause we're lazy and impatient, but I, this, I, I saw cantaloupe and my kid wanted it because I think we were picking up flowers or something, but we happened to see it. We had a little bit of extra space in our vegetable garden. Dude, this thing was rough before I even put it in the ground. I was like, there's no way this thing's going to survive. This thing hung on for like a month and a half. Every time my wife and I would be back watering it, we're like, I don't know if it's going to make it. But, I mean, this went on for a month and a half. It kept looking like it was going to die, but it wasn't dead yet. And, dude, mm-hmm. that, that – I'll be damned. That motherfucker. <laughs> it's starting to climb up our fence. I'm like, yes. Oh, 
Can't wait for my melon to come in. I just planted melons last week, and we're going to see what happens with them. I wanted to get plants earlier in the year, and this the greenhouse that I go to didn't have them, didn't have them, didn't have them. So finally, I just decided to throw some seeds down. We'll see what happens. This is us being well-rounded. Oh, yeah. We've become a gardening podcast. <laughs> this, this is what you... To all those new people listening to us because of the Akron Running Project. <laughs> this is what it's like. Lots it's, of cussing. It's so hard when there's no actual running to do. But there is. You just have to tear it down. So I think that's, I guess that's kind of what we we hit on today. You know, tear it down to the studs. I, I mean, I said foundation. I just want to build it all back up. And just understand there's a lot of people doing it. Shoot, I saw, uh, oh, it might have been Desi Linden um, had posted something similar about what she was doing. And it was just like that. She went for her first run in like five weeks. Yeah. Might have been a couple days ago. I can't even remember. But it's like, I mean, she she gets it. Like, she's in that same, um, let me see if I can find when she did that. Yeah, oh, yeah, the 25th of June, went on, went a full month without running a step. Heading out for my welcome back jog. Thoughts and prayers appreciated, but not expected. So it's like, if elites are able to take time to tear things down what makes us any different like elites don't run for like 14 months out of the year like us weekend warriors often do right what a chance this all is well like I think it's one of those things where we, I think we assume that we have to keep powering through because it's right. the only way to get better. We, we're so bad at recovery. I'm, I'm bad at, on, on easy runs. I still run my easy runs way too fast. Well, dude, it's like you, oh, dude, I, I, so many of us are, but it's like you said with your friend, allegedly, during, you know, um, the, and people like that aren't going to believe that this virus isn't a hoax until it happens to them. I, Again, going back to our podcast last week, I didn't take stretching seriously until I was running hurt. Right. And then I saw what the effects were. Like, let's not wait for those moments. Let's find the ways to... And this is what Adam and I are going to discover and be talking about here in the next foreseeable future um and try to get people on uh who you know are experts in these fields because we're not at all adam is more of a scientific guy i'm the experienced guy like i'm going to tell you what i have encountered Mm -hmm. Uh, but uh you know what what a what a chance we have to be proactive and try to um you know, take advantage of this time we have without racing. There, this is this is a good thing for a lot of people if they take advantage of it. Speaking of taking advantage of it, 
what do kittens, Bermuda grass, and soft baked freshly bred all have in common, Andrew? Wait, what were the three again? Bermuda grass, okay. kittens, and freshly baked bread. What do they all have in common? Oh, man. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and guess that it's they're not as soft as Mike DeWine. Correct. What does... Okay, so I got one for you. <laughs> what do Bermuda grass... Uh, what was the second one? I, uh, Kittens. Uh, a, kit, a kitten and, and freshly baked bread and Mike DeWine all have in common. I don't know. They're not as soft as Donald Trump. Ooh. And there go some of those listeners we just got. <laughs> running I hope not. <laughs> so I do have to say, I told you this, and then we're going to end this. End it. Um, I got a text message from an Ohio area code. Uh, was it yesterday? What's today, Wednesday? Yeah, it was yesterday. Um, <laughs> and it was a, there's a GIF, a flashing GIF um, with the picture of the president, president of the United States, Donald Trump, in it. And it says, if you support President Trump, please send him a personal thank you note. And committee to defend the president will deliver it to the White House for you. That's the flashing GIF. Um, and then they say, Daniel, please spare 30 seconds for a quick favor. My name's not Daniel, asshole. Uh, if you still support President Trump, will you send a thank you note to President Trump uh, for standing up for real? That's in all caps, by the way. Uh, Americans. He needs our immediate. I love all caps. He needs our immediate encouragement. Immediate again in all caps. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Why did. Well, okay, here was my response. Um, fuck off. <laughs> and they politely, they, they politely responded, thank you for your time. <laughs> <laughs> he needs our immediate encouragement. Because he's softer than Mike Dewan. I want to click the link. I clicked it. I, I tagged you in something on Facebook, but I'm going to send you the link now because I want to hear your reaction on this podcast before we get off tonight. And this has to... I bet it's just a scam site, which they're probably raking in the dough. All right, that's good. I dig it. Dude, the onion has been on point. If there is one piece of wisdom I can impart on you, it is to make sure you follow the onion yes. on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. <laughs> Apart from that, I don't have a whole lot else. I, I hope 
that's the one thing you take away from all of this is the well, onion. That, <laughs> well, that and tearing it down to the studs and rebuilding yourself. Please take that away too. Right. But, um, <laughs> oh man. Well, I guess that's a good way to end it right there. So Adam, I had fun. I can't, I can't wait to go down this road and kind of start a little bit more of a journey. Um, yeah. me too. And, uh, you know, kind of really try to get back to running because we don't have a choice but to do that. And so let's find a way to, to make it happen. And uh, again, we want to – we talked about the Akron Running Project a lot tonight. Uh, and you, you can sign up uh, at org slash akron-running-project. And uh, we also do want to maybe a good time to – Look into. Uh, did you see uh, our 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 buddy um, Justin Meeson got his Charlotte's Web CBD sleep gummies from our giveaway a couple weeks ago? Good for him. Yeah. So I'll be interested to see how that goes for him. Um, I need to I need to hit up our contact to get some of those calm ones because you might too if we have any more of these Governor Dwine pep talks. Uh, you might need some of the calm CBD gummies, but. The governor of Alabama announced a mask mandate. How is Holy Alabama? Shit. Oh How is God. Alabama ahead I of us on this? I need some Charlotte's Web CBD in my <laughs> veins right now. Oh, God. <laughs> if you need CBD during all of this, make sure you go to Charlotte's Web's uh, website, cwhemp.com. You can use uh, discount code RBRCBD to save yourself 15%. You yeah. can also check out our website, restbeltrunning.com. We have a whole page dedicated to them, also, as well yes. as a lot of other fun stuff, like the newsletter that Adam works on that I think he's still publishing on our site as well. As I am. I uploaded, several, I uploaded several issues last week. Good job. So... Um, again, uh, thank you guys so much for listening, Adam. I will talk to you soon. Yes. Uh, and in the meantime, stay safe, stay clean, stay stay home, wear a mask, arrest the cops who murdered Brianna Taylor, and enjoy your miles, everybody. Bye.